On this episode of Quantum Week, January 25th through 31st, 2009. Welcome to Quantum Week. I'm Matt. I'm Chris. Quantum Week is a show in which Chris and I leap into a random week of a random year. We talk about movies and music and headlines. And we are continuing... uh, through the end of January 2009 with Gran Torino and Ordinary by Wayne Brady. Yeah. Um, and I get my hair cut today, and I can't tell you it's been seven months, dude. That's really awesome. I'm really so excited to do that. More Probably as excited as you were pitching your perfect game. I pitched another one, too. No, you, you've done two? Yeah, three no-hitters, two perfect games. I'm with the Mets. I saw that you got to the Mets. Are, yeah, are you, so you, I... After, so, uh, my my free, my my walk year basically I got traded halfway through that year from the Reds to the Blue Jays yeah. and the Blue, the Reds realized they couldn't afford me of so course. when the season was over the Blue Jays made me an offer they made me like seven like a seven year deal at thirty million a year wow I was like eh, let's let's see what's out there I want to test for agency yeah so I tested for agency the Blue Jays were assholes and they pulled their offer they were like being dicks about it I was like well fuck you then you know what do you mean we're testing free agency yeah here. let me let me see what's out there yeah so uh so they were all grumpy you know. And the first day of free agency, I had a bunch of, uh, I had three offers. Like one was the um, Padres, I think the Astros. Those are two teams I was looking at. Sure. And the Yankees, who I, I don't want to go there. Yeah. And then I'm like, but, but if every day you sim, you run the risk of people pulling offers. But then you also could have new offers to join the team. Sure, yeah. But the longest offer I got was like nine years from the uh, from the Astros. Wow. I was really considering. Like, I, I kind of like, because Astros have funny uniforms. And yeah, those are fun. Be kind of fun. And to, the ballpark's kind of neat too. And they were coming off a World Series. Oh, yeah. They lost. So I'm like, all right, well, maybe that's a real option there. The ballpark's the hater's ballpark, though. I don't like that. But I was like, mm. but I was still considering. Yeah. And uh, I simmed one day, and, and the Astros did pull their offer. Padres pulled their offer, but the Mets came on board. What they give you? 11 years. What? Yeah. So I jumped at it. What's the, uh, what's, what's the annual value on that motherfucker? The, I, the max they have in the game, I think, is 31.9 or 31 million or something. So they gave me the max amount they could give me. Oh, my God. For 11 years. So I jumped at it. You're going to be a mess of the back half of that, though. That is going to be bad. I'll, I'll be honest. I'll, I'll be, I think I'll be 37 when the contract's over. Really? Yeah, yeah it's 26. Yeah, you got a lot of miles on that arm, though. Yeah. I uh, So I had this unbelievable year, uh, my first year, but the Mets are pretty bad, so they went 500. So I still haven't uh-huh. gotten... But this year, so now I'm in year eight of doing this, and the majors year eight, and um, the Mets are awesome. I'm at the All-Star break. We're, oh. up, by, we're up six games in first place. Uh, I'm doing really well. Uh, I'm... I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I've never been to even an LCS, much less a World Series. So I'm, Shoot, yeah. I'm really excited. Do you, uh, but you think, yeah, you think you might have a shot this year? Yeah, all I care about now, I'm full on. Ever since I've joined the Mets, I'm like my whole mindset's changed. I'm, I'm like 100% on board with the Mets. <laughs> Excuse me. Sorry about that. Matt sneezed. Uh, did you fart too or just sneeze? <laughs> oh. oh, Matt's, oh, Matt's getting risque. Look at that humor. <laughs> Oof, Matt's getting a bold. Yep. Uh, but yeah, so I'm, I'm, but I'm all in on the Mets. Like as long as we win one, I'm, win one ring, I'm happy. I mean, I got enough. I mean, I've won four MVPs. So I'm sure I'm going to the Hall of Fame. So yeah, you are. I yeah, just got to just, definitely. you know, as long as I don't get, you know, I think if I got hurt, I can make it to the Hall of Fame. How many wins do you have? Uh, like a hundred and twenty now. So I probably need a little well, bit more. Yeah. But like, if I mean, you get have, to 200, got, then you're fine. You know, after this year, I have nine more years. So, <laughs> all right i'm guessing i'll be okay but you haven't really got hurt either i've only spent one time in the dl i got hit and i got a comeback or they hit me in the face that's right but, and it was my choice i could have either played through it or probably best to rest but they said if you play through it, you run the risk of it happening again so my god just rest and yeah i was right back yeah so yeah i've never really been hurt Ugh, i know I, I think i'm still worried like off a cliff they'll make the like the world series and then i'll get hurt right oh, before or something that'd like, be terrible that's happened to vince coleman he was in the uh 
the LCS and a tarp, like a, a tarp yeah. to cover the field. He got like run over by the tarp right. machine and uh, he missed the World Series. Well, he's, he's an asshole though. Yeah. Vince Coleman's like a bad guy. So. We're, but I mean, you're kind of mean too though. You bean people and you try to bean the umpires. You're, you're not the nicest guy there. Yeah. I'm not as bad as Vince Coleman though. Vince no, Coleman doing fireworks at the like, kids. <laughs> yeah, that's not good. It's fucked up. I didn't do that. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, um, glad. So that, you excited for your haircut? Yeah, I, yeah. It's, it's time. I mean, I've yeah. just been, I've been sort of like obstinate about it because, uh, Barbara said she would cut it and then she never did. So I've been kind of using it against her. Mm. Like you still haven't come. But she's like, I it? like your hair. Oh. So now I'm not going to cut it. I like oh. your hair. And I'm, so she called my bluff is what it was. I hate it's too long. I'm just Are you going to get like shaved? No, uh, I'm just going to do what I always do, which is just kind of a shorter version of this mm. part on the side. Uh, it's been that way for 15 years or something. Would you, would you let me cut your hair? No, this is not, no way. I don't trust you for that. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I would cut. We have not built trust. I would cut two thirds of it. And then like we one third, like, like, like a big flop. Yeah. Or just like one third, just like left alone and two thirds be shaved. That sounds like a great idea, but it would be like, it would be like off center. It would be a mess. I know. That's why I just see it again. <laughs> I don't so trust cool. you. <laughs> Jesus. Ah, uh, anything else before we get into uh, Gran Torino? No, Okay, Gran Torino. Um, I love this movie. Uh-huh. Um, I give it an A. What? Yeah, and uh, it's not won't crack like top ten or top fifteen, but I um, I love this movie. Really? Redemption. Yeah, it's, I, it's good. It's very good. The acting is wildly inconsistent. Okay, so that well, is my, is bad. That's my knock. Yeah, it's is, a pretty big knock. Uh, but that's not him. No, He's great. Everybody else. No, not even um, the uh, like uh, Tao and Sue are fine. They're oh, totally fine. No, she's terrible. I don't think she's terrible at all. I mean, Tao's she's not good either. She's right? outgoing, but Tao needs to act. He's not good. I see that he, I just see him as like a very insecure, reserved guy. It works for me for that character. Yeah, but when he needs to emote, it doesn't work. It's his family that I dislike. Uh, Clint Eastwood's family is the problem. Oh, they're rough too. Yeah, the son, like the two sons and, yeah. and uh, daughter-in-law. And the wives and the, wives. And the kids are They're awful. not good. I have no problem with the Hmong people uh, in this film, like in the way that they're acting. I think it's Some fine. are okay. Like their grandmother was funny. Like, and, uh, and the, you know, the, the mom, like this, I think actually the side characters are pretty decent. It's the, the, the girl, the teenage girl and the teenage boy. It's, it's, it's bad. I have no problem. Bad. I had no problem with either of them. I didn't think it was bad. Wow. She's really rough. She just seemed like a, like so a there's typical. There's a reason it didn't work again. She has worked twice. Barely. Well, I know. Come I mean, on. What has she done? Um, I can't remember. I yeah, not much. Up. No, there's three. I think there were three films. That she's three done, films. But, but one of them is this, where she has like a, a major role. I, I hear like that should have That should have been like this. This should have been like this. Part. To be fair. This how is a many great opportunity role, for them. Yeah, but how many roles are there for 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 her? For for Asian women? Anywhere? I'm, I'm guessing there well, were more than two films that she could have done. Probably. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're right. There is definitely a shortage of Asian films you know asian american films you know yeah. made in america uh, of course there absolutely is like a- asian population been way underserved in american film but there are still parts there's still tv like she didn't do she didn't do shit yeah but she's also a kid at this time too 16 years old yeah that's a prime time another, to jump out like that's 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 exactly what you want I, yeah but you're in between child and and adult at that point i think it's a tough time to i think to, it's like the, ideal it. Like Jennifer Lawrence, that's how old she was, and she does Winner's Bone, and then, yeah, and then it all blows up. Yeah, it's a right, little... but like that's the time, like that's the ideal time. Especially for an actress, that's the ideal time. All right, so she wasn't amazing like Jennifer Lawrence. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying she was adequate for the role. I don't think it. I don't think she deserved the role. I think she she didn't like really did. Up. I think I think the acting is really poor. It's like really bad. Yeah, I don't think I I, I had a problem with his family that they I thought they were really bad. I mean, I I, I, I was, well, that's fine. We just I, do, we disagree with. I the, mean, the, uh, I do want to say so the uh, the. Uh, 
the uh, actor played Tao. His name is B Vang. B Vang, yeah. And then the actress uh, is Ani Her. Um, and like, I don't like blame them. Like, uh, it sounds like I'm, I'm being overly harsh here. Like, they were kind of picked out. They were they were not working actors really. Like, no, when this no. happened, like they were kind of picked from obscurity. You get thrown into a major movie that Clint Eastwood's directing. Like, that is like uh, that must be really tough spot. Really jarring. They are like Matt says they are young. Um. Clint's but, not the best at, at developing his actors either. He's not he's not the best at getting no, most of his actors. No, this is why like like I don't think he should work with inexperienced actors. Like this happened with that uh, movie. I have not seen it, but I've only read reviews fifteen seventeen to Paris. Well, the thing, the issue, yeah, that that did not work. But they were they were actually really terrible. The main actors in that because um, they were the real they were the real people. It didn't work. Right. It's it's sort of halfway between a documentary and uh, and fiction, and it it does not work. It's, that's that is not that's that may be his worst film. It's it's a bad one. Um, but, but like, I, but I think he needs because you know we talked a lot about it with the Fincher movies and with, sure. with Kubrick, uh, The Shining. But like they'll do like hundred takes to get it right. Yeah, like they don't give like they'll just be there all day. Right, Clint Eastwood will do two takes and then that's it. Yeah, and if you're a really good actor, yeah, it works. You know, because Clint wants it to feel casual. Clint wants it to feel really like, uh, really natural. And he, Clint Eastwood feels if you do more than a couple takes, then it then it, gets kinda force like, it. it becomes like rehearsed and robotic. Right. The problem though is if you're a weak actor, you need extra takes because you suck. Right. <laughs> and you need you need you know you know takes doesn't, takes Babe Ruth three of Bassett home run. It takes you know sure Mark Lemke two hundred, and it's yeah. like all right, well you know there's a lot of Mark Lemkes out there, and <laughs> they need they need extra they need extra time, and they don't get it. So Clint Eastwood with a young with a young with like a, a weak actor is is bad. Yeah, it's not good. Uh, he's right. He does have a real tough time. And probably that's also due to how he was shooting, uh, Western films. He was probably expected to hit stuff pretty quickly. Yeah. Some of those budgets, those spaghetti were, they, right. they made in the cheap. So yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure they were. I, or I also just think Clint would just like, likes to go have lunch. <laughs> like, you know, like he likes to just like get in and get out. He doesn't like, they, they, they shot this whole movie in five weeks, which is, that quick. is, if you don't know, like usually a movie like this would take three months. Yeah. So like, he just busts through stuff and it can like million dollar baby. When you have Hillary Swank and Morgan Freeman, right? It can work. Yep. You know, it works really well. That's, I think that's a great movie. Uh, unforgiven when you have Richard Harris and Gene Hackman, Gene Hackman Morgan, Morgan Freeman, Freeman. Again, like, yeah, yeah, you can do that. You can get over that when you have, you know, Ani her, uh, you can't. And it's really glaring. It's not only that there is no, like who else is an actor in this film? Like they're all John Carroll Lynch is the barber. Right. Um, you see yes. him in a lot of stuff. Yep. Um, yeah, but like you're right. There's like you're, you're right about his family too. Like Clint Eastwood's family, like yeah, the, yeah. the two sons and the actress playing the mother and the like. The other issue too is that he's shooting this all in Michigan, and like it's not Hollywood, so you're not going to have a bevy of people to just pick from. We have like you know it's not New York or or L.A. We have you know you call one casting and they're going to throw a hundred really talented people at you. Yeah, you're in Michigan, so you're going to have like you know basically like people who have no experience at all mm. or very limited experience. So you don't just like fly out. I mean, Oh, you're going to do I'm going to do this Clint Eastwood film. So I'll be available and I'll fly out for two weeks to do the film. Is that, I mean, you do see that. I mean, you see it with some movies that are shot in location, but I, I think Clint wanted Clint's all about having this natural feel in his movies, which like I said, usually, you know, can work, but other times it doesn't. And, um, yeah, he seemed to really want, he wanted like people and I give him credit for this. He wanted, uh, among among people yep. to be uh, represented like by actual among actors, yeah, which great, but I think that limits your pool of talented people it because does. you just have less people to pick from, and it's it really makes this movie 
not as good. I, I do like this movie. I'm going to give it a B. Um, but like, it's not, this is not a great movie. Like you, you call this great. It's insane. To me. I think it's a great movie. Um, I think the redemption arc is amazing. I think he is amazing. He's really good I in this. I don't think that anybody else tells a straight story like Clint, Clint does. We, we talked about this with Sully. It's the same thing. It's just like you get sort of an order of events in a row. There's nothing tricky about it. I don't think he, I don't think anybody does that better than, than he does. Um, I love his films. I, and I, I, the redemption arc for, for is, no one makes this film either. In 2009, even in 2009, this is a tough movie to make with yeah. the racism. I agree. Overt racism. Yes. Um, and to, and I don't even know anybody else who could play that role. Um, you know, even if you were thinking of young, young actors who are 30 years younger, maybe there might be a few you could pick from that, that would work. Uh, like Sam, what's his face from, uh, from, uh, three, we always, I always forget his name. Um, from three billboards, Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell oh, so, so you mean like Sam Rockwell, like now, like yeah, today? Yeah. Like maybe, you know, maybe some, maybe He's you could still find too young. Right. I so, mean, back then, I know like Robert Mitchum was like initially, initially like, you know, a potential that, there. That doesn't work. Like Burt Lancaster. Like, I think when, like, you know, wait, you know, way or, cause this strip, this strip was yeah. sticking around for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, by the time it's made, Lancaster was long dead. So, um, yeah. Like, so some of those guys, like, uh, maybe, you know, James Garner, it was another guy thrown around cause he's just like such yeah, a likable guy. Likeable from, guy. You need someone who like the audience obviously has a relationship with cause yes. they're just going to hate this guy if you don't. Absolutely. And, uh, but you're right. Clint Eastwood's obviously the best choice. I mean, cause he, cause he's also believable as a tough guy. Like he is. Yeah. He's like, like when he's like, you know, get snarling, off my, snarling, get off my lawn or he's just yeah. sitting there with like smoking a cigarette. Even though the guy's old as shit, he's still intimidating. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, all right, well you have to like, not many old actors can pull that off. No, you have to believe the intimidation and you have to also, You've got to like laugh at at the ridiculous the ridiculousness too. Like you have to find him a compelling character, even though he spouts some of the worst shit. You know, like just some terrible, terrible shit. Right. And the movie, this movie wouldn't be made now. Like no. I, you know, there's no way. And I, so I also that sucks. Like we can't we can't, we can't even broach these topics anymore. This is no. like the last that last time period where we could you know. Well, I mean, even I mean, honestly, even then, I mean, Eastwood produces <sighs> a lot of his own films for a reason. Because he's like, I don't want to have the studio get involved. Right. Like if, and with this one, so um, this was the first time you worked with Nick Shank, who they would eventually become kind of a partnership there. They, he they also the mule, wrote yeah. The Mule, right. which, which kind of sucks. Uh, I like The Mule. Yeah, suck it. And um, he also did write the movie uh, Clint has coming out. I mean, believe it or not, he still has movies coming Jeez, out. He's 90. wild. 91. Um, and he's uh, he's acting in it as well and, and directing a movie called Cry Macho. Right. Uh, and that's coming out in the fall of this year. Like, like this guy has like, you know, major movies still cut. Like, it's just, it's, it's fucking insane. It's insane. Um, but Nick Shank, this is the first time we worked together. Eastwood gets the script, tells the studio, do not change a word of it. Like, and, because, you know, scripts will go through a lot of kicking around. Sure. Um, so Eastwood is really protective of it. And I think that created the, that created the partnership between them. I think Nick Shank was just so, um, uh, uh, in such gratitude. Yeah, thankful for it. Uh, yeah, yeah, of what, you know, Clint, you know, looking out for his work like that. But you're right, like, you know, if the studio, you know, if it wasn't Clint Eastwood, if it was just, you know, kind of a, I'm trying to think, like, who would be a, a good example? Uh, like Tommy Lee Jones, just someone who doesn't have the same clout as Clint playing this role, and the studio got involved, you know they would have muted a lot of that racism. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's they hard. dialed it way down, and you it know, wouldn't have been as believable. No, it, it was still shocking to see this time. Um, I remember, but, you know, the first, I remember the first time I saw it, I was like, I, it was unbelievable how much was coming out of his mouth. Um, 
some just some of the worst thing like the worst things you can say we you know stack guys like you five high i mean that yeah. type of shit it's like oh um did you watch all in the family growing up yeah but but it's so young that i don't i don't really recall it's on a lot of my it. house I, it's a really good show yeah. um but like there's definitely like if you grew up with archie bunker it's, then like this isn't as jarring this isn't as shocking as it would be if you didn't in a way yeah i also think like it was really even us like there was just like no tolerance for any of this type of talk you know what i mean it was sort of it was really bred out even in jest like the race humor just didn't really even if it's yeah even if it's just even if it's humorous it didn't happen as much when we were as kid when we were kids when we were kids no so yeah all in the family you figure that's you know that's the, the 70s. 70s right um but it was on reruns all the time right um and like my parents like the show and you know the show is the same you know kind of thing you know archie almost you know norman lear wrote a norman lear is a, is a huge liberal uh but you know archie gets his comeuppance every episode he pretty does. much um but right the first you know you know he definitely is like kind of a racist loud mouth you know and, and i wouldn't say clean Swift's character is a, is a loud mouth but it's the same kind of racism yeah um and um you wonder how much of it was kind of kept at bay or how much his wife might have calmed him down and then now he, his wife she's gone she's gone and now there's no one to kind of rein this guy in i mean we had to assume he did something right to get um a, a good like a good wife you know what i mean he must yeah. have done something right so i can't imagine he would have been well he has a good heart he has a good heart like we see that as the movie goes throughout <sighs> it's tough though because it's dark i mean he even admits to doing some terrible shit in korea you know i mean he he, he has that line where it says it's the things that we that i wasn't ordered to do which haunts me the most right um but he doesn't give any of those in his final confession though he doesn't I guess he's. A, I guess he I think he's okay determined to carry that with him. I maybe maybe thinks yeah. there's, there's no absolving for that. I think that's like, exactly these right. These are things that are beyond right. getting repent, getting to be a, you know any repention from. That's the, so it's the redemption part of it that I really so Catholicism gets that part right. I think there's a lot of things that Catholicism doesn't get right, but the idea that you can be redeemed even if you do some dark shit, like in the eyes of God, whatever you can be redeemed. Now I don't believe that part of it, but I do believe in that there that you can that you can give restitution and maybe not totally clear the scale. Like he can't clear the scales. If he did some horrible shit, even in wartime, he's not going to really clear those scales, but, but he, but you can't, you can go a long way. Like you can definitely have a impactful, positive life. If you do the right thing, the rest of the rest of the way through. And he has that last, he failed his family too. He failed his family. Clint Eastwood? Yeah. He had, you know, I don't he, know he's man. a murderer and he failed his family. How did he fail his family? Because his sons are shit. Like, his whole family is shitty. But he grew up, I mean, by, by, depends how you want to look at it. This movie is all from Clint Eastwood's perspective, yeah. right? So, like, you see the sons only through that prism. And, um, you know, by any other measure, they grew up to be successful people that have families. So, like, I mean, I, I don't... Well, but they're not connected. They don't spend time well, together. Might be, like, well, yeah, they're not connected, but that doesn't, I don't know if that means you, I don't know. I mean, it, by all accounts, you know, maybe the wife handled a lot of the, the kid stuff. We don't like, I mean, he even admits to not being there, not, not being there enough. Kids. Right. But I think yeah. any dad, especially in that generation would probably the same regret. Like, I think a lot of those regrets are more generational than, than individual. I think that's right. Yeah. I think, uh, um, my grandfather on my mom's side was not alive. I think if you asked him when, he spent a lot more time with his grandkids than he did with his kids just because yeah. he was work. you know, he was living in Connecticut, working in New York or, or outside of, you know, right. Northern mass and working in Boston and he would have long ass hours and work all the time. So his, my mom and, and her siblings, there's seven of them. Like I, I think that they would, that 
there's a little bit of a piece missing there because he wasn't around as much. And um, where I didn't experience that or my sister didn't experience sure. that because he spent a lot more time. We even lived with him for some of that time. Right. He was a probably a you know, pretty positive. He was a pretty positive influence in both of our lives. But so, yeah, I think you're right. It's generational. He, you know, he was, he worked at a, a Ford a plant. Ford, yeah. So he probably worked really hard and then he would maybe go to the bar and hang out with his buds sometimes yeah. and come home. And, and then you come home and right. And maybe he just had, a, you know, Clint didn't seem like a guy that was like too willing to make the effort. Like unless it was like thrust on him. But I wouldn't say that that's a successful parenting job, though, because you you like if you look at the gener even the next generation afterwards, like the kids are spo- that da- the granddaughter is like she she sucks. Oh like, yeah, she's a terrible person. Yeah. What are you gonna do with the car when you die? I'm like fuck you. Yeah, I know, awful. <laughs> you suck. But you know, I mean, I just think like failure is harsh. I think I think like I I just I I, mean, I just see him as I think there's a lot of the, uh, people from that generation that there's a lot of shit that went down in the war and yeah, you know. Uh, you know, we're hearing Clint tell his side of, you know, shooting that kid in the face, but we also don't know what the situation was entirely. Like, I think a lot of times it seems like some of these guys might carry more guilt about the situation than if, and then like a, a neutral observer would do. Like if me or you saw that would happen there and we saw the whole picture, maybe it isn't as glaring, but Could for be. him, it's like, I committed this act. I can only see this act where there might've been a lot of, uh, maybe the kid had a gun Maybe he was afraid the kid had a gun. We don't know. I mean, it's, it was so fucked up. Right. I see that. But I also see that there's all that there, he, I mean, he, he's a, the way he feels about himself really matters. Like if he, if he feels like he can be redeemed or not. And, and I, he acknowledges that he wasn't around for his family. Like he wanted to, he acknowledges that he did some fucked up shit in war. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he's a, he's also a racist, like he's also a racist loud now. So, but even, even though, you know, even though all those things are true, um, he, he gives like the big, like the most heroic act he could have, which was defend the innocent. Yes. Um, and you see, and like he, he over, you know, he can overcome if he's put in the right, it makes me wonder, I guess that neighborhood just must've been, you know, a white Polish neighborhood yeah. his entire life, I of guess. Course, and so we yeah. just never got out of that. When the, when the auto plant shut down, a lot of right. moved down. I mean, it's what happened to a lot of cities, especially Detroit. Cause I would have seen, I mean, he made a pretty quick shift, um, to really liking his neighbors. You know, once he just, as soon as he got to know them a little bit, well, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a movie too. I know, I know, but you'd think over the course of his life, maybe if he had the opportunity, he probably did have the capability of being fine with other, you know, Ethnic neighbors. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe he's not going to make the effort though. Like the, he, unless, unless like I said, unless it's like thrust on him. Like this was literally thrown in his lap a number of times. He almost was like forced to come to terms with them being his neighbor for good That's or for true. bad. And he, you know, he, but he also sees bravery from Sue and how she ha- like she yeah. handles and steps up when she's got these giant kids who are, you know, they might do something, they might right. take her, rape her, whatever, hurt her. Uh, all you know, and also sees uh the generosity from Tao as he goes across the street and helps. You know, all these, he says, what's wrong with the kids? It's kids walk by this old lady, right. your groceries dropped and Tao goes across the street and helps her out. I mean, he acknowledges that I think he sees a, the difference between uh, the kids next door and his own grandkids who are just. Oh, he does. Shitty. That's exactly what he's saying. Cause yeah. he knows his own grandkids would have kept walking. And they so wouldn't it, have helped an old lady. Right. And in some ways he must say, oh, well they, you know, they did a better, more successful parenting job than I did to well, raise kids that would do that. Yeah. It doesn't even say at one point in the movies, like I've, I'm more, I have more in common with, I think these, he does. <laughs> he says a horrible <laughs> slang, I'm sure, or a horrible slur. And then he says, with my own family. Like he, he acknowledges that. Yeah. He says it. Um, 
So yeah, so I mean th- th- that's there. I, I the, you mentioned the priest, also mm. terrible actor. Not great. Like this, this movie's like this. It's rough. It, it, it and it really and it really does bring the movie down. <sighs> a nice is a great movie. An A. That's a crazy take. A minus maybe. Yeah, maybe. It's really good though. It's good. It's good because of him. I mean, because the, the story. He, he's him, great. Yeah. Like he's really good. Like I give him a lot of credit uh, because this is not an easy role to play. You know, like you know, you're saying a lot of horrible things and it's just, you know, you know, you're the one saying, yeah, you're playing a part, but still, it's still risky. It's so hard to pull it off. He doesn't shy away from anybody. No, you know, takes it dead on. And, uh, maybe Archie Bunker is the only other one that's really pulled it off like this. Right. Cause he was lovable, even though he, yeah. I mean, Carol O'Connor had so much charisma and like, you know, he was such a great TV actor. So yeah, he was able to make it work. It's so hard. Like there are very, the, 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 just the, um, the difficulty is really high, I think. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, and right, so as bad as the other actors are, and some of them are quite lousy, like Clint was really good in this. Yeah. Um, this didn't get any nominations at all for anything. I, I think some of that might have had to do with uh, Eastwood's politics. I think r- right around here oh, right. is when. Um, yeah, was at the Republican uh, National Convention. Was when he do the empty chair? Was that oh eight or twelve? But uh, there was yeah. definitely some backlash to, to some of that. So. Um, I don't know if that. I think the empty chair might have been twelve. I think that might have been what, what hurt Sully. But I think there was, you know, he was still conservative in a time when people it was a libertarian uh, mayor of Carmel, or he was living in yeah. California. I mean, he's he's all, long been considered on that side right. of the spectrum. So I don't know that, there. or if just or just the actual just like the overt racism. This movie kind of scared away some voters, and it wasn't like it was even close to making it. Like, no, it's a shame because this is one of the years where there's what ten films, five films. This is the last five because this was the year. Um, this is 2010. Uh, I know it was made in 2009, but at the end no, of 2008, I mean, sorry, it was, I know it was made at the end of 2008, right. but I thought this was during the 2009, uh, the well, 2000, 2009 Oscars. Is that what 2009 it is? 2009 Oscars. Well, yes, man. 2008, the movie came out in 2008. I know, but it was at the way, 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 way end of, it was a December of 2008 when it came right. out. But it's, so it still would be the 2009 Oscars. I thought that, right. I thought that it didn't happen until it came out before the Oscars. Like, they'll have movies come out at the end of December <sighs> to try to sneak in to grab that Oscar. Okay, good. Cause I'm looking at the wrong, then I'm looking at the wrong year Oscars and I was about to throw shit. Yeah. Look at the 2009 Academy Awards. And if you look here, uh, so this was the, um, this was the year of being changed. It didn't change because of, because uh, of Grant Torino it changed because of Dark Knight, uh, uh, Dark Knight. Dark Knight did not get a nomination. Right. And, and you know, this is the year of Slumdog Millionaire winning. And right. Uh, uh, the ratings were very bad for these Oscars. And they're like, well, if Dark Knight had been, at least been nominated, people would have had a reason to watch. Because Joker was nominated. It was Curious Case of Benjamin Button, which made some money. Yeah. Frost Nixon, Milk, The Reader, and Slumdog Millionaire. And like a lot of those movies, people just hadn't seen. Mm-hmm. But something like Dark Knight. Everybody saw. I say same with Grand Torino. Grand Torino made a shitload of money. I know two hundred something million. Or something? Yeah, like, well, I mean, I made, made a lot of money. Um, so uh, another movie that uh, so Dark Knight would have been the sixth movie of that of that five. Makes the seventh movie probably would, would have been the Wrestler. Oh, the Wrestler was that year. Yeah. So that also did not get a. Uh, oh. And so uh, Clint Eastwood also had a movie Changeling. Yep, that came out the same year as well. So that was also up for Jesus. So um, they did Invictus not too long. I know he was filmed Grand yeah. Torino, like in as he's waiting to do Invictus. He did a shit ton right there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's, I mean, he works. I mean, one thing is, you know, the movies are done so quick. Yeah. Um, and because he produces it, there isn't a lot of red tape. He can kind of just get it done. But yeah, I mean, think about just, I mean, how old he was making this. It's, it's insane. The amount of work he's put out there. Yeah. 
That's crazy. Uh, you know, even in his eighties. But yeah, so you had you know you had a lot of movies. Um, so I don't know the reader. Did you ever see that's that? That's the uh, I I I I've seen bits and pieces of it. Uh, it's with Kate Winslet. Um, it's about um a, a kid in a concentration camp. Um, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I watched it. I'm like, I don't want to move this tonight. And I, I hadn't gone back. And, and I actually haven't seen Milk either. I've never seen Milk. Yeah, yeah. I probably should see that. Um, but I mean, those are just movies that people just like weren't. You right. know, Dark Knight. That was a you know a, a huge movie. Huge you know, obviously movie. Heath Ledger won that year, but uh, people felt so. Then when that happened, that's why they went. That's why they went to ten because. So, so he didn't get. A, I know he got no nominations for this, and he didn't right. get nominations for. He didn't get an actor nomination. He didn't get anything. That's crazy. He didn't get nominated for anything. Did you? I, yeah, I don't have. I don't know if you want to look again, but do you know who who won that year? Yeah, so Sean Penn won for Best Actor. Oh, for Milk, right? right. Richard Jenkins for The Visitor. Richard Gen- Jenkins is a very nice actor. I, I've not seen The Visitor. Frank Langella for Frost Nixon. Uh, yeah, he's doing an impression though. Like it's like, eh, you know, all right, you know, it's a good Nixon, and and he and he's good in the movie. It, it's not that I just I just I don't get as excited for those kind of performances. Um, yeah, because you have something to work for, with, right? Yeah, uh, Brad Pitt for Curious Case of Benjamin Button, and he's he, good. He's but, really good. That's but, a really hard thing to pull off. It too. is, yeah. And Mickey Rourke for the wrestler. Mickey Rourke is, good. but Mickey Rourke is not. Clint Eastwood outshines Mickey. Rourke. Mickey Rourke is good. Mickey Rourke's really good. In wrestling. He is really good, but it's not a hard role. If you're kind of a, it's just kind of a, it's a. It's pretty. I don't know. It's kind of. I bust. never think Mickey. I think Mickey Rourke is overrated uh, in his his second half of his career. I think. I know. I. Is I just that much rating of Mickey other than the wrestler. What is it? Well, just like, been, yeah, yeah. Know, some some Spider Man stuff. Yeah, and, yeah. I mean, I don't think he's really talking about that. I mean, it's the only thing he's really done. No, but people think that he's a good actor, and I think he's a mediocre actor. And Clint Eastwood is better in this in Gran Torino than he is in the wrestler. And I like the wrestler too. I think the wrestler's a great movie. Great wrestler's okay. A wrestler's good. I, I didn't love it. You didn't love it? No. Another, is it Aronofsky? Yeah, that did that? Yeah, yeah, I didn't huh. love it. I saw it in the theater actually. I, I, I thought it was really good. I it was okay. Uh. It was good. I, I was a little disappointed with it. Anyway, Clint Eastwood's better than than Mickey Rourke is. It seems like a seems. I can understand if you wouldn't give him best director. It should have been. I feel like it should have been nominated for best picture and should have been. He should have been nominated for uh, for actor. I would have liked to have seen him instead of Frank Langella, Frost Nixon for sure. Sure. Um, I, I'm just not a fan of the impressions. Um, yeah. But yeah, so they, I mean, it just. It it just wasn't a movie that 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 voters were really excited about. I think be, partly because he also had the Changeling come out, and he's kind of battling against himself for one of those last best picture slots, right? And then partly because I think the, the racism and just the people just didn't want to deal with it. I guess not. And I think also too the acting in this movie is so weak at times that it does it does weaken the movie. Yeah. Um, there's literally no good performances in this movie except for Clint Eastwood. Now, there's some performances that are okay, but there's a lot of bad, and there's no other good. That makes it hard. Yeah, I think the Monk family's fine, but I just don't. I, I thought the I thought his family's not good, but they're not in, in it much. And then, yeah, I mean, we talked about it, whatever. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, can I see, don't think, I, yeah, I think you're right. Did, though. You, you would not see a movie like this happen anytime there's soon. There's no way. Yeah. No, and I, yeah, I think, I think it's really hard, and I think he does a good job. I think it's, I think and, it's and touching. I'm glad this movie came out because I think there were a lot of older guys that probably fought in World War II or Korea that have this anger toward uh, the people they fought against and, and the countries they fought against, really, uh, and have anger toward their descendants, even, and just can't seem to get past it, even though it's not really even logical. Yeah. Uh, especially in the situation of the Hmong who fought on our side in Vietnam. I know. And, um, but he just can't see past that. Like no. he just can't. So uh, I think, you know, it does kind of bring these older, you know, like 
because I mean, film in a lot of ways is is historical. It's a historical document of sorts. Like, well, at least you can see what's culturally happening. Yeah, and I think like you can, and this gives these guys a voice. Like you know, and so sometimes the voice is ugly. Uh, but like you know, forty years from now, if you want to show someone what old people were like in two thousand nine. Grand Trina is a pretty good place to start. Now, I'm not saying every old person's like that. No. I'm sure most aren't. But there's a lot of these older veterans that maybe have some anger issues, and that is a someone you would not have seen in film if Clint Eastwood didn't have the balls to do this movie. No, and maybe uh you wouldn't, you know, hear anybody talk like him, but right. they might be feeling that way inside. But people did talk. People, especially, you know, older guys. Yeah. You know, some older guys would talk like that. Sure. Some, you know, some older guys obviously don't, you know, but like so racism exists existed it exists now like it's it's real like and i think to have it displayed that shows that i think it's also important to show that just just because someone's racist doesn't mean a they can't change and b doesn't mean that they are entirely this evil character no and that's what i like about this character too he's got some huge faults but he also has you know some very positive part like he's a he's a hero yeah you know so That I like the complexity of the character. Me too. I, I think it's written well. I think um, I think he does a phenomenal job. What can I say? I love this movie. I, I, I can't. I can't not. He's a. There's nobody in Hollywood that I respect more than Clint Eastwood. I think like I just can't. I, I I've watched everything he's done now. I think I've seen every movie. I, I went through a kick where I went through all the old westerns all the way up through, and. There's no one I respect more. He works hard. He always, he always, I, I see that he, 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 there's a, there's a really, there's a really easy argument to make that he's kind of lazy just because he doesn't want to do a million takes. Cause he fucking just finds act like he just barely found these actors. He didn't Maybe do he thinks, a lot. Of, he thinks there wasn't like a big process. Like there wasn't like, he just kind of gets the movie. Well, he did a made. casting call. I said, we need Hmong actors in the Detroit area. We're doing this film. And so there was a casting call and there were a bunch of people and he chose some. Yeah, there's probably a more in-depth way to do it. Well, okay, so he does this. And they go to a fucking mall or the fuck they had this casting call. Like, what are you doing? Like, there's a, there's a more precise, there's a better way to shoot something than more than just two times. Like, but I don't think that that's lazy. I think it might be just a bad, it might not have been the best decision. He did the same thing. He wanted to do same thing with the train, the 17 whatever to right. Paris. He did the same thing where he wanted, he probably thought he could get more authenticity out of it by having the actors who were there in the event, the humans that were there in the events. Uh, and it didn't work. I don't know the background of that movie. Uh, I'm guessing he once again stuck to his like two or three take thing. And like, uh, if you gotta be like, it did like with this movie, there wasn't, any flexibility to like do more shots because the guy, the actors are not hitting them. Like things are not, the line readings are weak. Like you need to keep doing it. You need to coach. He doesn't coach his actors. He doesn't really talk to them. He doesn't like provide a lot of guidance. There. I think your criticism is absolutely fair. That he does. He should not work with younger or inexperienced actors unless they're just wildly talented for some right. strange reason. Right. I mean, yeah. he shouldn't. I, I, I agree. Probably particularly now. I mean, he should, he should really, you know, do his Stick absolute to like Bradley best. Cooper, Tom Hanks. Yeah. You know, like, you know, we saw in Sully or Bradley Cooper, right. you know, has worked with them. Like those guys are, you know, obviously they're pros. Are and stuff, know, right. but like, yeah, there are, there are a lot of actors chomping at the bit to work with. Absolutely. He should do that. I think those are some bad choices, but I don't know that he did that. I think these two movies are the ones that he, he did that. And it's not like he, he, he always chooses. It seems like he wanted to do it for authenticity sake right. and it didn't work. He doesn't always do but that. But I think there is something you say for the kind of the lazy way he shoots though. But it worked. I mean, look at his films. Like look at his career. He's uh, Some work, some don't. 
there's some misses there. They're not all slam dunks with him. It's not, yeah, it's he's not made Tarantino. Like, he's made like a hundred movies though. He's Tarantino, made a lot of movies. Tarantino's made but whatever, if you look 13. At the movie he's directed. Yeah. Like they're not all, they're not all winners. No, I know they're not. Like, I know they're not. There's, there's a lot, there's more misses and hits. Recently. I don't, I don't know about, I don't know about that. Let's go. Let's walk through. Let's well, walk cause through. right now you got million dollar baby. Then you have the, then you have this, you have Grant Torino. Uh, wait, wait, you missing, million dollar baby. Tra- changeling. This, uh, Invictus is the, I think is the four, the four, uh, movies in a row. All right. So we start with 2000, 2060, this flags of our fathers and letters to me with Jima. I saw one, I saw I've only seen flags and that, that was not a good movie. I didn't see flags. The other one's Iwo okay. Jima is supposedly the better movie. Yeah. Um, in 2008, he has changeling and Grant Torino. I Grant Torino is a good movie. It is a good movie. And I didn't love changeling. Uh, did you see it? I have not seen changeling. I didn't uh, love it. 2009, he does Invictus, which I have not seen. It's good. 2010, he does Hereafter, which is not good. Hereafter is not good. 2011, I have not seen it. Got really bad reviews, though. Jay Edgar. I haven't seen it. It's with DiCaprio. 2012, he... Oh, he's acting in Trouble with the Curve, which is a horrible movie. One I saw one. it. It's not great. Absolutely terrible. 2014, he does Jersey Boys, which I have not... He directed that. I have not seen that. Okay, so I haven't seen all his films. Looks like there's three or four. And American Sniper, which I have not seen, but I is heard is excellent. Very good. Uh, 2016 does Sully, which we both liked a lot. Very good. 2018 does 1517 to Paris, which not got good. savaged. It's, and then he does The Mule, which, which I liked was it. not good. It was, was not a good movie. That was pretty good. It was not a good It was okay at best. 2019 is Richard Jewell, which got really conflicting reviews. I haven't seen it yet either. So there's a lot of have you seen that? Missed. I've not yeah, seen it. Yeah, I guess the last like four or five of them, or some of the four or five so of these minute, last. Like the last decade hasn't been great. Yeah. And he's also, uh, you know, 80 year old man. I get it. Yeah. But like, you know, the, the, uh, there's only so much Clint Eastwood halo. I mean, like, and tell me I'm wrong. I, I think the guy is incredibly talented. He, he's great. He might, he might be the most, you got to pick like, you know, I love De Niro. Well, I obviously love Tarantino, but if you, they the don't act well rounded yeah. who right. can act and direct at the high level that, that is, no one, no one can match him. No. Right. Like, no one can. So, I mean, he's, he's in rare air. Yeah. But like, to, to just you know, but I'm not saying he's, say no, not, movies are good. Like, no, that's not that's not what I'm saying. But most, well, you yeah, okay. But there's also a run before then that you missed too. Like we didn't look at Million Dollar Baby. We didn't look at we did. Uh, yeah, you know, there's you know Space Cowboys, which I saw was good. not great. That's good. It, it was okay. Uh, he did Blood Work, which I have not. Blood seen. Work is good. There's Mystic River, which is good. Mystic River is good. It's good. It yeah. has some problems, but it's good. Yeah, but. All movies have problems. Not like if gold, you, what, Million Dollar Baby doesn't. Million Dollar Baby is perfect. I know, but I'll, I'll give you that. But uh, but there, but you know, a bunch of directors have films that are good. You're not there. He did Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil, which is like not a one. good movie. You didn't like that one? No, I liked it. Not a good movie at all. Uh, you know, so I mean, some of these movies are are not good. Uh, perfect World, which I don't like. Uh, I know some people will like it. I, I don't. I think that's that's not a very good movie. In the Line of Fire, he's acting in. He did not direct that, but that's a that's very right. good movie. Yeah. Um, and I'm forgiven. We both like, so I mean, there's some, you know, some of these work, some of them don't. Yeah, but some, some of them not, are great. Like you would put, so we, we, um, we knocked unforgiven down a peg a little bit. We did. Yeah. But it's still like most people, would, very consider, good movie. people would say that it's a great movie. A great movie. We didn't, we thought it was very good. Right. We but if you want to say it's great, I'm not going to argue. That's that, fine. That's fine. So we've got you, there's probably seven or eight films in there that, that are like, that are in that status or better that not are very me. good to great. Not, not for me. You don't think so? No, I, I would put Mystic River uh, maybe a notch below Unforgiven. Uh, I would put Million Dollar Baby ahead of that. Yeah, of course. And Sully, we'll say it was very, I put Sully and Unforgiven in the same breath. Yeah. And I put this like a, like a, like a little, I put uh, Grand Tree like a little notch below. Like, I'm, there's not that many like, very good, like for me at least. But like, but 
he's also directed like five good movies, good to great movies. That's pretty good. Yeah. You know, and, 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 and I'll go see Cry Macho. Yeah, me too. You know, so I'm not, I'm not trying to make this like anti, but like there are a lot of misses. There are some And you haven't seen Invictus either yet. Okay. Which you or see American that. Sniper. Okay. All right. Yeah. That hurts your, that hurts your case. Those it, two are both good. And I'll, I'll, I'll even say, let's say American Sniper is great. And, and let's I, say, um, I don't value American Sniper as much as other people do, but that could be partially the subject matter. I don't know. But at one didn't, did it, it won the Academy Award, did it? I don't know. Or he so. won. Uh, Bradley Cooper did. Bradley Cooper, I think, Maybe. won. And, but, uh, I think it had some other nominations. But oh, it, no, was no, very it high, got nominated for Best Picture. Okay. It, he didn't win. All right. So very highly regarded, though. Oh, yes. and, oh, I, and, no, I would, and I would knock that one down a little bit. It's not, I don't think it's as good as some I, I love the cover for this. I'd be kind of waiting because it made so much money. We'd probably get so to it. much money. I'm like, oh, I'm kind of hoping we kind of run into it. We, might, but we yeah. haven't yet. So yeah. I'm like, ah, should I see it? Time. Like that's on yeah. my short list of like, I things see. I need to see. Right, that is, it's on me. And that it's, makes honestly, sense. I didn't see it just because it just, I just, it just didn't happen. Like it wasn't out of any sort of right. But if you add those two back, I know it's a supposition here because you haven't seen it. Maybe you'll hate both of them. That one and Invictus. Oh, I doubt it. I'm sure. I like, I'm, sure right. I, I'm sure I like American Sniper. And, uh, Invictus. I don't know. I don't mind a big soccer guy, but whatever. But it's not really about this. It's about yeah, Nelson Mandela yeah. and you know it's got Matt Damon. Yeah, and it, it's, I'm sure. It's, I'm sure it's, it's a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> so, but so if you put those back in there, then now we're talking. You know. Yeah. More than four or five that are in. He's very in, good, okay. you know, and I, I and he's done stuff as far back as seventy one. You know, play Misty for me. He, right. you know, so I mean, he's, you know, I'm not trying to make this at all a knock on Clint I'm just, I think that you know, you said he worked hard. It's like, well, he's prolific. I, I think there's a harder way to work. I think there's a better way to get coverage. I think there's a better way to help your actors. Yeah, I mean he's he's not that director. He's not the Fincher director. He's I, not. That's why I said anybody who's telling a straight up story who doesn't need any bells and whistles, he's the guy. Yeah, to me. And I give him credit for shooting on location. That's that makes for a tougher shoot because um, you have to get angles and houses and things like that and, and uh, exteriors and stuff. But so that that you know that's the easy way out on a soundstage. The harder way is on location. So I give him credit for that. Um, but I just don't think it was a lazy choice. I just think I wanted something that was, you know, that was just more authentic. I think I, I just think you can do. I think honestly, the, the acting was so weak it made it so. It was, I just kept taking it out of the movie because you just get these like really like bad line readings, just really strange way to emote. And it's like oh, like I just don't buy this. Oh, that's right, I'm watching a movie. I just kept I, having that emotion happen a lot. Um, but every scene Clint Eastwood is in, especially even by himself when he's with that dog, like, I, I was just, like completely so I was completely sucked in. Yeah, like, I'm going to recommend this movie. It's a good movie. Well, you have to recommend the movie. Yeah, it's a good movie. Right. Like, but you're going to give it a B. I'm going to stick with my B. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it, it, but it's a good movie. It's a, a, a solid B. If you've never seen it. Definitely check it out. I would definitely like, you know, if you had, uh, if you want to show younger people, what kind of things were like, you know, with older people, <laughs> how some old people react to things. This is a great movie to throw on. But not only that, if you want to see a depth of character, like if you want to see someone who is not just a hero, but who has like a lot of some images and, and some real flaws. Yeah. But but see that there's way to that there's a redemption arc for them and you can get past it like that's I highly recommend this movie I think it's extremely hard to do this I don't know of anybody else who could really play this part who his his age and then even no. like I said thirty years younger yeah uh, if it weren't a war hero that type of situation I don't know many actors in general who could have made this work who you you could still root for and like after all that bullshit um very rare. Not much like De Niro probably could do it. Yeah, he could. He could um, it. You know, but he was. But I it's, mean, it's he's old list. enough. He, he could have. I mean, yeah, De Niro now maybe. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, it's a short list. 
Yeah. You know, it really is. You know, do I believe De Niro fought in Korea? You know, no, because he was just too young. Yeah. So young. it has to be like, I guess it would have to be then be a Vietnam. But, Vietnam. you know, he's also, we're also, whatever, 12 years later Afters. than we were when yeah. this came out. But no, I mean, Eastwood's, you know, incredible. And I do, and I do give him credit for, you know, still making movies in his 90s. I'm, you know, he could have, you know, I, I said he could work harder, but, you know, it's much easier. He also could just sit on his ass all day. He's he 90, could. you know, I mean, he obviously likes you know, what he's doing. Hackman and, um, you know, Sean Connery and a lot of these guys, Nicholson, all these guys retired, which they should when they're in their eighties. <laughs> like they're like, we're done. Like, no, I'm, of course I'm going to fuck. I'm 41. I want to retire now. Like I, I get it. Uh, but so, you know, I'll give you sort of credit for going out there and still making movies. Yeah. All right. Anything else on uh, Gran Torino? That's it. This is Ordinary by Wayne Brady. Uh, Wayne Brady hits uh, the top 20 on the adult contemporary charts um, this week in 2009. And we're in a weird spot music-wise. You asked me why I chose this particular song. We're in a weird spot. Um, We are like right after this wealth of amazing music that happens in the beginning. Uh, Or sorry, wait, wait, wait. We're right... We're in the beginning. I think maybe it actually happens in the later half of 2009. Like there's a bunch of indie stuff that actually charts. That's really fun. That okay. I was hoping we would get to, but it's just, we're not quite there. Um, so I always try to look at something, look at for the second one, something that is interesting. There's not a lot of other interesting music. It's a yeah, lot Woman of music. Britney Spears could on that one. It charted. Yeah. I'd uh, rather, if we're going to go Britney Spears, I want to, I don't want to, I don't want to do it now. Like I want to do some of the other ones that I'm, more into Jason Raz, you could have like we could beat him up a little bit. Yeah, so uh, right, exactly. Well, I saw that charted. I, it's, I, no one's ever heard this song. Like, no one's ever heard this song before. Well, I mean, that, but, but that doesn't matter. There are plenty. There's song, other well, songs. Well, this is a nostalgia podcast. Like, it doesn't <laughs> matter. I think it matters a lot. People want to like, you know, I don't, no one's ever heard the song before. I mean, people have heard the song. They really have it. I think it's I think it's high as like one eighty on the pop charts. Well, one eighty on the no, it actually it charted. It didn't hit checked. the Hot One Hundred. I'm not quite sure. So I hit one eighty was was the top, I believe. Yeah, and, well, it was twenty on the adult contemporary chart. Okay, so it got so, radio play and people were and people were buying it. Not a ton. I don't think anyone was buying. Who's I? I never. I, I try. I want to. I my goal is of, is to talk about things that are interesting to me. Okay. Not necessarily what is interesting to our audience, unfortunately. I mean, with the movie, I think it's a little bit different. People have a, a bigger connection to, it's like a longer subject, you know, they have a bigger connection to it because for whatever, it, there's less of it. There's less of it to go around. But uh, I wanted to talk about Wayne Brady today. Okay. You don't want to talk about Wayne I, Brady? We can't. I just don't, I don't, I don't know what we're doing. Yeah. But okay. I, mean, I just don't, I don't, I don't see the, the value in talking about like Wayne Brady, like singing this song. No one's ever heard. Like, he's an actor trying to sing. It's like, I mean, fucking William Shatner did the same. Like, but he's not an actor trying to sing. He's actually a singer who sounds as good as pretty much any other. So you uh, like this song? So I don't like adult contemporary. Right. But if but he might be the best adult contemporary musician on the planet. Wayne Brady, do you think he's the best adult contemporary musician? No, but you could make that argument. Like the other argument that I would make is this guy, Maxwell. Widely acclaimed. In R&B and uh, Dolcaterra music. Okay. And there's no difference. 
But I, when I hear Wayne Brady sing, like when I listen to the album, I was like, this is just like a bad, like Stevie Wonder impression. But not you mentioned uh, you mentioned uh, Jason Mraz, right? Um, yeah, who, who, this is Jason Mraz, who's a goof. Yeah, though he's or like, like G Love. Oh, Mraz is awful. Yes, but what I'm saying is, if you want this type of music. You can't find anybody better than Wayne Brady. He's well, phenomenal. Wonder. I just listened to the original. I listen to someone do a bad Steve Wonder pressure. I listen to Steve Wonder. I know, but that's not what's happening at this time. What's happening at this time is 2009, and Stevie Wonder's not recording music. What's happening in the adult contemporary world is people like Wayne Brady, and he's better than most of them. I don't know if people like that. No one bought this album. No one, like, he didn't have a career. He, the next album was sing children's this songs. This is my question. Well, no, he didn't. Do, no, he's got two. He has two albums. Some of them, right? He has some Disney. He, right? He does work with Disney. <laughs> That's what we're doing here. He does work with all sorts of different people. Yeah, he's a great guy. It's not. This is why I want. This is what. I, why does Wayne Brady not work? Why does it not work with Wayne Brady? Well, he reasons. is one. Yes, but he's one of the most talented humans on the planet. I disagree wholeheartedly on that. That's he's doing exactly. The, that's why I wanted to he's ask. He's doing you. lazy improv. He does short form improv, which is the easy improv. That's, he like, does. that's like the cheap, easy, like, like doing games, like being able to like, uh, me and you can have a, a conversation. I'm going to start each sentence with the letter of an alphabet. So yep. I'll say, you know, you know, uh, we'll start with B like, you know, believe it or not. And you can, and then you start a sentence with believe C. What? Oh, C. Oh, C. And yeah. I go D and then you go E and then like that stuff like is really easy to train someone to do. It's like, it's just like parlor tricks. Okay. But at the same time, um, I think that whose lines in any way was actually really good for improv because it oh. just exposed the, the wider world to that's this art de- form. That's the debate. I disagree. No, I know. And you're an artist in that. And that's your, that's, that's your I realm. Mean, Second city was a, you know, John Belushi and Bill Murray and Chris Farley were doing improv long before whose lines anyway. I know that hack, hacky job at it. And it makes, it makes improv a joke. Then like, so do you think that the British version of who line whose line is also a joke? Yeah, it's it's just it's shitty, it's lazy, it's it's anyone who's like short form, like it's just it's cheap improv. It's it's just it's hacky. But you were doing short improv short form improv. Short sorry, short form uh improv here too, right? With did you also think that that was hacky? Yeah, I kinda of, well when I learned what so when I first came here, uh I did improv mm-hmm. and uh I mean when I first I'm sorry, let me rephrase that. When I first started doing improv, I didn't know anything. It was like, it was around 2010. I didn't know. And, and so what the group that I was training with did was they did some short form, but they also do some long form as well. They do both. Yep. Most, most do one or the other. Yeah. That, that group in particular does both. Um, and then I went to, you know, and I'm like reading up, I'm like, oh no, everyone like IB, Improv Boston, sure. and then, you know, obviously UCB and stuff, they all only do long form. And you're like, oh, all right, there's a whole different world here. Um, but short form sucks. So, I mean, Wayne, Wayne Brady knows long form exists. He still chooses to do short form. Right. Wayne, well, Wayne Brady chooses to do covers of Stevie Wonder songs. And like, he just, he's, it's always like the easy way out. He does, he plays Billy Flynn in Chicago. It's like the most like hacky, like by the book thing you can do. He does a, he does a daytime talk show. It's just like, all right. But he's also won five Emmys and but nominated for a shit ton of them. Great. So is Ellen DeGeneres. She's won way more than that for her shitty show. It's, you, you know, those daytime talk shows are awful. Yeah, some of it was for Whose Lines Anywhere, which I, we already know your opinion on it anyway. But yeah, so as he was nominated for the talk show. He was nominated for the game show too, didn't he? Do, he did the game I'm show. I'm sure he did. And then uh, and then for Whose Line. Um, but it was rare. I mean, the award that he won it for 
it wasn't given to anybody. Oh, the only person that was that people only wanted if they were doing a comedy special on TV. So it was he was sort of an outlier there, even when he was he won I think three for whose lines it anyway. Uh, Emmys uh, Emmys are not a great indi- indicator of yeah. You know, uh, but he's also been nominated for a Grammy too. And we've also talked about how the Grammys are not a very good indicator. I know, but at some point, like these things stack up, and you're like, wow, this guy's got an amazing voice. He's actually very charismatic is a good actor he's always um, fake he's that is that there's not charisma to me he's he's never authentic he's always phony i don't believe anything he says i don't believe that's how he i don't believe that's how when he's on who's eyes anyway where you see him do his daytime talk show that's not a real person that's not really who he is like he's never really angry he's never really like he, he always seems like he's acting he never feels real yeah so that's what it is you think he's he's fake he's like disingenuous. he's he's got like a fake good guy attitude almost i mean i'm sure he, maybe he is happy some of the some of the time maybe he's happy most of the time maybe yeah. that's how he is but like i don't don't buy him like i don't buy what he's selling i also think he does like the easy entertainment adult contemporary music daytime talk show short form improv like the easiest things in entertainment chicago like the easiest thing in entertainment is like what he gravitates to. Yeah. Um, do you, so the other thing though, is he has, I understand that. And that's what I'm, that's why I think that he also has not gotten further in his career is because maybe there's an authenticity issue. Like we're, we're missing. We're not getting like a depth of character from him, but he's also never been in the news in a negative way. Like he never, that shit comes out like if you're actually maybe he's just maybe just really is a nice guy and he's like uh he's just a no like one's a happy kind, nice all guy. the time sometimes i come to the show and i'm i'm in a bad mood if i'm in a bad mood I'll just, I'll, now obviously a lot of those people are hearing us and watching him on on his shows he's obviously much more successful and and popular and uh famous than than, than will ever be but i mean and i obviously tv you have network and you have you know i know who's i who's I anyway also is like heavily edited it's, it's just it's so fucking corny but whatever so yeah sure. but you know but a daytime talk show if you're doing it every day there's gonna be some days where you're gonna be a little bit you know but listen think about who's watching the those talk shows they're not people who you right. know they would, don't want yeah they don't want like they don't something. want like yeah they don't want so like so it, maybe he's just more appropriate for that type of entertainment and so maybe it's just that you don't value that type of entertainment which i understand because what, what is that like just being fake just like pretending you're happy all the well, time no but uh, but people like so i you, you know i knock adult contemporary music I'm harsh about that because I think it's a catch-all bullshit thing. But I also I can recognize too when someone has talent, in, you know, and can do stuff. Same thing with um, what's her face, Mariah Carey. It's like she has an instrument, and oh, Mariah Carey has an amazing and, voice. and the and right. the music. Her music choices are shitty. Yes, but, but I don't know. But I'm wondering why he. It's like he's done a shit ton of stuff. He's done not just Chicago. He's done other Broadway uh, stuff. He's done a lot of TV. He's guested in. He's been in some movies. He's got two albums. He's been nominated for a Grammy. A bunch of Emmys, all that shit. Like he's like a, he's like a really talented guy. So what, like, what is, what's wrong? Is it just, he's fake. He also doesn't do, he does like, he, he's always in the shallow water of entertainment. Like I mentioned all those things Like he never does the harder thing. He never does the, the, the more artistic thing. He does the easy, like short form improv is really the crutch of people who can't do improv or people who are just like lazy. Yeah. It's much harder to do a long form scene. It's much harder to train that way. It takes much more time. It's, much more involved. Do you think he doesn't have the talent to do uh, long form improv? I'm sure he could do long form. Now, the other thing with long form, though, is like it's much harder to sell and like package. Yeah. Like you, you kind of have to be there. It's, it's, it's. You know, no one ever gets rich doing improv. Besides, the, I guess the who's line guy. So I guess I give him credit for somehow making money off of it. Um, but it's a stepping stone typically, like people to do like SNL or people to kind of build those tools to, sure. to do comedy or write. 
you know, to, to write a lot of people who would write your favorite sitcoms all started at UCB or Groundlings or, or yeah. Second City. So like, there's a lot, there's a lot of that, but there also is a real integrity to it. It's a much more, it's, it's just a, it's a much more thoughtful process. And then short form is just like these quick games. You get cheap laughs and people never like a really good long form scene will make you think just like any good movie, make you think long after you left the theater. But like no one's ever going to think twice about like someone singing a funny version of like happy birthday or someone who used a shark prop in a funny way, like sure. in a goofy way. Like it's just stupid. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's just, it, 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 it's, it tax everyone's intelligence. It's like, it's like one step above like America's Funniest Home Videos. So you could host that or something. Just do some stupid shit. It's what he does. He's a stupid, lazy, horse shit entertainment. And he sucks. And like no one likes him. Yeah, I mean. What do you mean by no one likes him? Like no one in the industry likes no, him? Or do you mean that- no, 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 no. I guess I mean like the audiences. Like people like, I shouldn't say that. No one loves him, I guess. I should say. People like, like him. Like, oh, Wayne Brady. Uh, he's funny. I saw him on a show once. But like, it's like, that's like some like. Someone like housewife in Iowa will say that. Like no one who actually like cares about what they're sitting down and watching chooses to watch Wayne Brady. Wayne Brady's like like uh like something like a quick you snack. For? Yeah, it's like oh, it's like oh that bowl of you know, you know candies in front of me, I'll eat it. But you're not really even thinking about what you're eating. You're just kind of eating it. You're not like going to bake a big Wayne Brady dinner. It's just not enough for me because I it, it can't just be choices because. I don't get it though. He's like kinesthetically very gifted. The man can move. The man has like, the man has an amazing voice. He has an excellent voice. And I, I just don't get it. I mean, I don't watch his shit either. Like I don't watch, there was a time when I was watching whose line is anyway, when, when uh, it was the British version actually is the one that I was most, I was uh, first confronted with. Yeah. And I watched I it, too. Was, I was, I was, it was an anomaly. Like it was like, well, Oh, yeah. what's this I thing? was like 12. Michael, like, oh, this is yeah. interesting or 13, whatever. It was on Comedy right. central. Like, Oh, what's this? What's this? Yeah. I watched it too. Right. And I thought, yeah. And at the time it, it made me laugh, but not, you know, I haven't, who knows how long it's been 50, 20 years since I've watched it. Right. But, but I can't, but I do think like, I don't know. It's hard because I think he's, I think he's really talented. I can't, can't get past the part that he's really Weird, talented. But what is the, what is good about him? Well, he sings better than right, he has a nice 95%, voice. but it's not just that. Like it's also emotive. It, it's not just, he's got a technical prowess over his voice. I mean, he's, he's good. All right. He, he's, he's got a nice at, voice. Maybe he should sing, you know, sing jingles for commercials or something. Like he's not going to sing anything from himself because that's just not who he is. He's just like, well, his ordinary song isn't a cover. This is him. I know, but this song is like boring and basic. It doesn't say anything. It's just more Wayne Brady just like washes over you. <laughs> but there's, and it's no, gone. there's not much difference than this, than most of the other top 40 at this time. Like there's not that much difference. Yes. It's a different genre. It's uh, it's adult contemporary, but most of that shit's boring too. You know, they're not making a lot of interesting music. So why isn't th- this is just as good as any of the other shit. I, I, I guess. I mean, I don't really like a lot of the other stuff, so I guess it's just, to me it's just... just but, but, why, but why Wayne Brady is not more successful is because, like, no one believes him. And no one... And it also doesn't do anything people really want to sit and watch. He'll do stuff people will sit and tolerate. But he makes good money to do it. I guess. I mean, he has to. I'm sure he does. I'm yeah. sure he has a lot more money than all than I have, and there you go. You know, I, 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 I just... I don't know how... I don't know how you can... I don't know. I don't know how you can go do a daytime talk show or I, I like, you know, and, and this, this corny and not like, you know, Letterman did it, but it failed miserably because he was, did. he was himself. He was too much. And, yeah, it, and for them. People, audiences didn't want that. And that's yeah. why they threw him at 1230. But like, but to do like that show where you're just like pretending to smile all the time. And it's like this like fake is, it's just, it, there's nothing about that's appealing to me, but he's like Cosby, except not a rapist. No, and, he's not. Cosby was a brilliant stand up comedian. 
Cosby's stand-up is brilliant. Yeah. Now, like, I know we can't hear it anymore because, you know, Cosby's also was a good actor. Yeah. He was pretty good in I Spy, especially for the time. He won sure. three Emmys for best actor for that. And we're not talking like daytime Emmys, like real Emmys. And then he... um he was on the Cosby show. He was really good at that. Or what he was doing sitcom dad. Sure. But his standup was great. Yeah. It's built one, one album of Bill Cosby standup has more laughs, has more. I'm sure maybe it was because you know, obviously Bill Cosby, we know, we know about him now, but there's more interesting things in one side of one Bill Cosby album than Wayne Bray's entire career. Okay. Is that what I picked him? So I just go out and some I Wayne Brady know, rants. Is that what you know? Is you did this? Yeah. Because you know I hate the guy. Well, I know we wouldn't really. We're not gonna. We're never gonna come up to him again. We should have come to him now. No, I wanted to know because I think he. Actually, I really think he's a talented individual. He's a talented human. In he's a multifaceted, talented human, and I don't know why it doesn't work. I think I my I guess I I feel like he's, he really overrated he, his talent. Like I don't really see the talent. Like Bill Cosby was talented. Like, Bill Cosby was a genius. He's quite like, even if you, I know you don't like whose lines. That's oh, fine. Form's bullshit. Yeah, but he's still, he's, I can, I he's can, fast can, and smart. Like he, he is. I saw him do the history of dance in one minute and it was pretty fucking awesome. Like to do that, to like, to, to just bust that out. It was pretty awesome. He's done some cool stuff. He's, he's, uh, he's a smart guy and he's got a good sense of humor about himself too. Oh, oh. brutal. That, that's in the eye of the beholder. Why? I, I just, is Wayne Brady going to have to choke a bitch? It's pretty good. On Chappelle's show, that's pretty good. Yeah. Chappelle like roasted him pretty good. Yeah, well, Chappelle is you know is kind of you know a lot of ways like the anti Wayne Brady, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Chappelle's not as good looking. He uh, he is all he's only authentic. That's it to the and no and I that's what I gravitate more to. I you know I'm guessing a lot of daytime audiences aren't going to want to watch Dave Chappelle. That's true. Uh, they don't think his stand up. They probably would find his stand up be very upsetting. Um, but at least one guy is speaking from the heart, and Wayne Brady is just speaking from the wallet. Yeah. And he's going to, you know, do his, you know, I'm sure he made a lot of money doing that daytime talk show. I'm sure he made money with this fucking stupid ass CD. This sucks. And it's good. Uh, it's, and then, you know, it's I'm good sure as the radio other- Disney, the, the next album he does, the, you know. Well, he does that for, I think, uh, for a film. Is, this album, it's he's not like trash. covering fucking the Beatles. Uh, that's actually an interesting cover. There's also this one, too. Sam Cooke, of course. Change is going to come. With the original version is great. So is this. He sells that. He totally sells that. Yeah, he does a good job. I'm not buying it. It's not selling to me. Well, I I wonder how much of that is just you don't like him. If you didn't know him. I don't believe believe him. I think if I just, you know, Pepsi challenged that and played that out of nowhere and you heard it, you probably have warmer feelings in because you know it's Wayne Brady. Maybe. You got a thing against him. I'm sure I'm, I, I... I'm sure I would have warmer feelings because I know that one guy is sells out and I really do question how talented he is. Yeah. He's got a nice voice. Great. A lot of people do. A lot of people have a better voice than Wayne Brady that can't get record contracts, but he gets them because he does shitty daytime TV. Well, I don't know if that's, that's quite fair either. I don't think you can just peg him as someone who is just selling out because I think he would have made more money. He would have, he would have done, you know, kids movies and shit. He just, he, he hasn't really done that. So is it just it's he's nothing not more selling out than doing a daytime talk show going and doing another, you know, the playing Billy Flynn, you know, like every, you know, D list actor has to do in New York, uh, in Chicago to, you know, the who's line stuff, whatever that was, that was how he got it. Kind of, you know, the who's line stuff. I don't like it. It's short form. It's stupid, but I mean, he, that's how he got famous. Yeah. So I, I don't, 
I'm not going to be support someone too much for you know, how he became famous. It's right. what you do after you're famous. It's like, all right, well, this is what you choose to do. Well, from whose line it didn't make that much, I'm sure. No, I mean, I'm sure still he did right? And right? Yeah, and I'm sure he probably made more off the daytime talk. Probably. That's probably where he made a yeah. show. Like, and if fun. you're, you know, you're probably asking, if he's probably asking himself, I'm 30-something years old, what's my, you know, I'm not going to become a movie star at this point. Right. Like, I'm probably too old, so what the fuck am I going to do in order to make sure that my kids are fine? You know, that I can make. Yeah, and he does that, but it doesn't mean I have to, you know, like it. I I get that. But I also don't think that, I I think if he wanted to totally sell out, he would have done different stuff. Like, how many commercials did we see? Could have made an interesting daytime talk show. He I, watched, I watched a couple episodes of that mockingly, and I'm like, this is trash. Yeah, I didn't see any of Like, he could have, he could have done, he, the, you know, yes, you know, you, you become famous, you're right. Is he become a movie star? Probably, you know, probably, he's a movie star, probably not. A, it's just, that's a lottery ticket anyway. And B, yeah, he'd probably be like, you know, at best, like someone's like best friend or something like sure. that. You know, like that kind of like, we talk about Carrie Fisher, right. like those kind of roles later yeah, in her yeah. career. Yeah, you're right. That's probably, but like you, but you also have some power. You could do something creative, like you make a creative sitcom. Yeah. They, I, like, you know, you can, yeah, you can go make something that's fucking hack or you can do something, you know, look at like a show like Community. Like that's a half hour show. I know that's like wildly creative, but like that's an interesting idea Dan Harmon had. Like, what you know you can do it interesting you don't need to just do i don't think he's that i don't think he's, you know what it is he, maybe wayne brady is talented but he's not creative could be that could be it uh i was trying to, at the time the drew carey show right was was happening which was an interesting show yeah i watched it a little bit it wasn't my favorite but, I, I, uh, I for for what it was he definitely did some things differently he had yeah. some interesting things with it he was trying some weird stuff he was some stuff worked some stuff didn't but i i think that I think that show should get gets you know gets get a little bit of credit. Sure. So maybe he could have done something like that. he didn't join that cast. So no, that show had already kind of like was it towards yeah, the end? Of yeah, the it was line? at the end. Yeah, those those timelines don't match up. But mm. but he could have done his own show. Yeah, um, I think someone would have get, would have probably given it a try with him. Uh, maybe I'm sure. I mean, they're going to give him a daytime talk show. There's a lot more risk because yeah. you have syndicators, you have all this other bullshit you have to deal with. Then NBC giving you a half hour on a fall lineup. I mean, if you know you have to make a pilot, and that's always a risk, but. Um, I'm guessing someone would have given him a shot if you had a good idea. Yeah. I, I don't know if Ronnie Brady has a ton of really good ideas. He might not. He's really good at, uh, he's really, uh, I don't say he's really good, but he's really capable of covering Beatles songs. He's really capable of doing short form improv, doing musicals that have existed for 30 years. Is he capable of, you know, doing something from scratch? Doesn't seem like it. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe uh, you don't see him as like with writing credits on stuff. So. No. So maybe which, he which also lends it really like once again short form improv not hard to do you don't need a lot of talent to do short form improv well you need some talent it's not like anybody off, off the street can do that like it's he's still pr- top like top of the game of that I, a no one does it this other thing too is like it's much less done like a lot of people don't do short form well, yes some people do and and right he is but I, you know is he if he looked like Dave Chappelle would he have had the same Probably not. Would he beat this like renowned short form improviser? Probably not. Probably not. Yeah. I'm guessing he probably wouldn't have even been cast. But, you know, to, on the other side of that though, it's not like long form is being, sh- you know, it's not like we're seeing that on TV all but the you, time. But you can't use, that's a, that's a, is that a bad you, argument? Yeah, because long form doesn't work on, t- you have to be there. It just, right. It just, it just, ha- yeah. So if the option, if I want to get on TV, I need to get exposure. I have this skill set, then short form is his way. That's, I guess, that's his way in. yeah, I guess so. And now, like, yeah, you're you're an you know you're joining an established thing, you know, because Drew Carey, obviously, sure. we talked about the shows on a lot of those shows on Comedy Central. William Brady wasn't even on the cast yet; mm. he was really on more the American. I think only the last year of Who's Line in 
uh, no, from the British version, had Wayne Brady. So he just kind of caught the tail that, end of that. Yeah, that might be. And right. then he's yeah. on all the American ones, you know. Yeah, because they were starting to film in L.A. I think in the last last yeah. season, and then he the joined them. But That's like, right. so like, right? So I said I don't besmirch him for doing this show, or whatever. I mean, whatever. I mean, I kind of do, but whatever. It's is what it is. But like, it, it's it's not for me. It's fine. Short form sucks. Okay. Wayne Brady sucks. He's fucking. He's a hack. He does easy, cheap entertainment. He might do I, easy, I don't cheap. Think he's very creative. He might do easy, cheap entertainment, but he's very good at it. Like he's got a skill set. I think he's very talented. I know his daytime talk show sucked. I thought that these songs were were like I said a, a bad Stevie Wonder impression. You like G Love, and there's nothing there. His I do. I don't listen to it like on the regular. I, no, I, I know, I like but it came out. But I, I don't 18. listen to this on the regular either. That's what that, that's part of my point is like I'm not. I don't like adult contemporary music. I probably wouldn't like his talk show, but that doesn't mean he isn't very very good at doing it like there's it wasn't that good. It only lasted two years and he got bounced so that's that's about as bad as you can do it's because usually they syndicate us on two-year agreements so it's tough to do too much worse yeah he won some fucking cheap emmys that he probably you know <laughs> maybe he who got you know, I don't know, whatever the guy's fucking phony i don't want to guess what he did wrong but whatever okay thank you for having that, yes. that discussion with guy we brought up wayne brady during the music segment. i want to know yeah there you go yeah so, so, yeah that's it that's all i got where were Check you? out that album. Yeah, what is it called? Uh, it is called. Who even knows? Who gives a shit about this? Yeah, see, you never like <laughs> the song's "Ordinary" from yeah. uh, Wayne Brady. It yeah. was uh, like was it something like "About Time" or something. <laughs> it's it's it another fucking lame ass. Had, yeah. A long time, a long coming. time coming. Well, it should be coming, right? But I like to say a long time coming. A long time coming is was what it is. Yeah, it is. is. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, yeah, I hope we never talk about him again in this show. Yep. It's, God, you like, so what were you doing this time? 2009, I was living in Alameda with uh, ex-girlfriend. Um, we were not doing so well, and we were towards our way out the door, oh, right, unfortunately. Right, right. But uh, I don't really have too much to say about that time because it's like directly after this that shit happens and directly before this that shit happens. But living in my in my bungalow in Alameda, um, Alameda is a, we've, I think we've mentioned it before, but it's like 50,000 people on this island in the Bay. And uh, we lived in this, it was this very weird non-insulated house behind another house um and we were there for like a year and a half before everything disintegrated and she took the dog and i took the cat and we and we moved on uh so this is before like right after this when i move out to oakland is when i'm like fuck it uh it's time for me to, to learn how to record and then i record my album when i'm in california and then you know right before this is when i moved to california get a job as a uh for the um at the uh ophthalmologist uh office so we're like right in right in this little flexion point hmm. between me arriving and then me going my own separate way and doing my own thing although i did actually something that is interesting is i was doing um so i was doing open mics at this place called the hotel utah and um which i it's it's such a it, i don't think they do it anymore the place closed down I think a couple years after I left, but it was one of the most, um, it, it was a super popular. They would, every Monday night, they would have a, an open mic, super popular. There'd be hundreds of people doing it. And it would like, go from like 7.30 at night until four in the morning. And mm. sometimes, you, you know, people wouldn't stay that long. But then it, you were- so Sometimes they wouldn't? Yeah, because they, <laughs> well, I mean, sometimes, like sometimes it would, you'd sign up and you would be like, I'm, there's no way I'm, I'm, I'm number 450 or I'm number 200 right. second. I'm not right. fucking I'm staying not for this. Around, yeah. But I would stick around for a while because you got used to the, the, the host, JJ. He would, he would see you and then, and then you would feature. So like, you know, you keep kind of keep coming and then you would, fe- you get like a half hour spot. 
um, in there. But I met, like I met, uh, it was so transient. I met, a, I met some people that kind of became my friends a little bit while I was out there. Uh, never really grew too many roots, but, um, but I was, I was doing that on a, on a, uh, on a weekly basis. So hotel, Utah, living in Alameda, playing some softball and, uh, getting ready for my world to fucking flip upside down. That's what I was doing. Hmm. All right. That's good. Oh, um, met Klaus fluoride too, actually at this now? time, Klaus fluoride, a uh, bass player for the dead Kennedys. He was out there and his girlfriend, um, is a photographer or was a photographer. I don't think they're still together super nice woman and we became friends. And so Klaus fluoride, um, uh, became a little bit of friends and he, he would come over and we had dinner at my place a couple of times, but there was also, maybe I told you the four non one of the, the guy from the four non blondes was playing out there. It was, it was yeah. this weird, like mix of people at the hotel, Utah people who were like native to San Francisco, but maybe had gone off and done other things. Um, dead Kennedy still would tour from time to time. I don't know what they're doing now if they're still playing, but at the time, I mean, he was in his sixties at that time. So Jesus. Wow. Yeah, he's in his seventies now, but, uh, huh. yeah, this was, he was an interesting dude, huh. but, uh, hotel Utah getting ready for shit to change. There you go. Yeah. Um, that all you got here for that, this week? Yeah. Uh, much. so we're back next week. If you want to be, yeah. Yeah. I'm not talking about Wayne Brady. Guy puts You're done. To, you got through it. Guy puts me in a bad mood. Yeah, I could tell. I don't like him. Uh, Back next week, we have, uh, oh, you're oh, great. Blade Runner. Why and, are you so uh, bitchy? But you can't go in with such a bad I'm, attitude I'm about gonna Blade Runner. I'm going to give it a fair shake when I watch it. Uh, the last time I Fucking saw Harrison this. Ford, Ridley Scott. I really see. Uh, we'll talk about it. So we have uh, that, and then we have. Um, 82, so we've got, uh, what's the other one? Oh, you, you, uh, I know uh, the Patreon show, we're doing The Thing. The Thing. And Ebony and Ivory. Together in perfect harmony, yes. And we have Toto. Uh, we Blade got Runner uh, show. Rosanna, of course, on uh, the the uh, the Blade Runner show. So, uh, all timer show. It's a big one. A big one for Matt. Big one for Matt. Yeah, I guess yeah. I, I had my uh, the Shining show. You and, had your Shining uh, moment. Yes, yeah. and then you get uh, you get Blade Runner. I guess in the back in there. So, yep, yep. You can't go in being I'm bitchy. Not, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I haven't. I, in fairness, I haven't seen it in uh, Christ. Oh, I've uh, seen it forever. Maybe a decade now. I think so. it's on HBO Max, but it's the extent. It's like the extended cut. I have the I have the Blu-ray actually. Oh, you do? Yeah. I might just watch the extended cut just because it's there. Mm. I will not be able to watching the standard if it, if it's available to me. There's not that. I know. I know the differences anyway. There's not that much different. But you're not. You're not going to just like cozy on down to that evangelist synth. And uh, maybe I will. I haven't seen it in a while, and maybe I was just it was in the right headspace. Uh, Eat your gummies and fucking enjoy it. Yeah, I might. I might. May I walk out loving it? I, I don't. I. I don't know. I always watch movies. It's always a different. Like Gran Torino, I, I liked a lot more the first time I had seen it. So this time it was a little bit like. Eh, but I was, you know, when you watch for the show, you're watching it a lot more critically. Was, yeah, um, true. So it does kind of change how you look at movies. So maybe I. Maybe I'll. I end up appreciating this more than I thought. I thought. I hope so. And we can have a, a, Bl- a Blade Runner love fest and talk about how much we love Blade Runner. One of us. It's just will. it's just such the go to for like. No, I yeah. Well, it is a classic movie though. I know. I mean, there's only so many of them. Whatever you know, there aren't a lot that really establish that mood. There weren't. We'll talk about it on Blade Runner, but on the Blade Runner episode. But there's not. There's not a lot. Like that's that was that changed some shit. In my life, when people usually say like, "Oh, what are your favorite movies?" and they mention Blade Runner, it's usually a sign to like, "Oh, I gotta go. I got, <laughs> <laughs> I got, I got somewhere to be." I think. Or, oh, I'm gonna go get another drink. I'll talk to you later, right, uh, man? How's it going? Right? Yeah, good, good, yeah, it's yeah. Like a lot of that. Well, oh, okay, cool, man. Have a good one. I don't think I've ever said that's my favorite movie, but I do. Well, well, well you know, we'll talk about it. Yeah. 
that's 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 why that's why my instinct is to kind of wince when i say it. it's more the people that like it than the movie itself potentially yeah you just don't like what most people like you like you like to be the uh that's the, not true at all <laughs> not true at all that's not at all true all right well it's been a day we're way ahead too. I don't even know where the fuck we are in this world. This, this is, is gonna, for, this is going to come out. Yeah, this, this is, a this is two, coming out June 19th. I believe that far. Wait. Uh, yeah. Cause we've already done the seventh and eighth. No, I lie. It's not. This is yes. I don't know. I don't know. We're so, we're all fucked up. No, you're right. This is a Sunday show. It may just come out June 13th. I, I mixed three episodes yesterday. So no, we're so ahead. That means, yeah. So that, I think the Blade Runner show is coming out June 19th. So we're, that makes sense. Oh, we, yeah I, yeah it's all fucked up we, we've been uh, I have no idea doing like every other day for the past i you know, feel like a couple of weeks now but we're uh yeah so yeah so if something had happened to wayne brady hopefully <laughs> <laughs> he's involved in some horrible Sorry. scandal wayne well, brady i looked is. he's not i mean even defended well, Jimmy. i'm hoping that something comes out between now when we take the show and when it's released you do hope that i'm hoping it's like that, that uh in cleveland ohio when the guy had all those girls in his basement i'm hoping something like that with, you hope it's with like wayne that. brady yeah Cause then you'll look like the hero. Cause you were your dog. I just, I just some people would just be kind of fun. Defended to Jimmy Kimmel too. When uh, Jimmy was doing his blackface uh, moves. Wayne, Bra- Wayne Brady. Did? He said you, we like things. Culture changes. Oh, I agree with that. I mean, culture changes. Like yeah, you, we can, you we, make people make, make mistakes. It's, it's and, like, so politicized. People are like, Oh, the Republicans don't like Jimmy Kimmel. So they're going to go after him for every little thing. Yeah, it's like, well, you, you have to have some sort of like, seriously. I'm not, you know, yeah, I think he dressed up as Charles Barkley. That's what it was. Or Carl Malone. Or Carl Malone. Cause he does not that Charles. great Carl Malone impression. And right. He had done it on the man show. Right. Oh, I've right. seen a clip. Uh, I mean, Jimmy Fallon's on it too. Like, yeah, like not, not great, but it was also 20 years ago. Things were different. Exactly. Like, right. I think to, to relitigate some of the past. Wayne Brady, friend of the show. Gonna Wayne Brady, the, not a friend of the show. Going to put that down right now. Nope. Going to write that. No, in. I agree. I do agree that with what he's saying there, but he's not a friend of the show. We'll find out. Oh, he might be involved in a huge scandal by the time people hear this. <laughs> oh, it's doubtful. He's he's lived a pretty clean life. I checked. A, I was trying to see. I'm like, is this guy are you Cosby? Wayne Brady of of this world? The Wayne Brady of this world. He's got a good voice. Yeah, certainly you, very creative though. Most yeah, you are more creative. Yes, certainly very creative. But you are, you know, I think of no. I say how I am. He, if you're you're knock on him as he's not authentic. I'm hmm. always earnest. That's the problem. I'm too earnest. Yeah, I that's agree my with that, I guess. Yeah, that's yeah. true. So no, I'm not. Of course, you I'm are not. someone I can see hosting a, a daytime talk show. That is a bit. I would do. I would do it. It'd be fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You wanted to do a nighttime talk show. I you remember? Love to do a nighttime talk show. You remember? We, we were I talking know, about doing I know. that. I'm. Let's do it. I'm game. You don't know. want to do it anymore. I don't know. It's a lot of work. <laughs> it is a lot of work. I know. I would love. To, I would love to do that. We got to do a live show too. What's up with that? We do. That's I was, on your. I was uh, thinking the fall. Docket. All right. Um. I have some. New market middle space is someplace I'm thinking. We could it be it's a that's a big space as you know. Yep, um, but it has a bar. Yeah, um, it's easy. The, the acoustics are pretty lousy. They're pretty lousy, but it's loud in there. But that's okay. You would but need we, a lot of like, sound. We can get the space. Um, very reasonable cost. You know, it's it's easy for people to come. I think there's parking back there or across the street. There is. There's parking just all over the street, and then yeah, across but yeah. You know that parking lot with uh. You know I'd rather do it at the in Portsmouth at the uh, at the place there. Yeah, I they, they're going this a bunch of theaters are going through some management changes. So oh really? I don't, yeah, some some contacts I had have left. Uh, other contacts I have, I think I think right now the issue with theaters too is they're just trying to figure shit out. Yeah. So I think there's so much uncertainty. So like something like middle space where you have like kind of an open area, that's going to be a lot less. I see to that. Jump. I see that. I see that. I just um, like the space better. 
Yeah, to do it in a theater would be more fun. I think, yeah, appealing. Yeah. Um, plus we could do it in a show. Like it would be easy to do a. I would look say, look right with the with if we do some video components and shit like that. A weekend would be much easier at a middle space. You're not gonna get a weekend at a theater because they're gonna That's have a good their point shows. Too. Yeah. So if we want to have like a you know a Saturday night show, the middle space is a very real possibility where the theater is important, but they're not. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, but I mean that, that's kind of what I was. I just thought it's, for the first one, it could be you know there's also places people go out to eat beforehand. You know, so there's a lot of like you know downtown Newmarket. There's a lot of options for people. I feel sure. there. Um, it, I think it's I think it's just it'd be potentially a good spot. But I was thinking I in the fall. All right. We might be too controversial for that space, though. I don't think so. You don't think so? No. Okay. We'll see. Really? Yeah. I know the plants. I know the people there. <sighs> Making friends. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe we we'll do our best. I don't. I don't think. I think. I think we'd be okay. Okay. Gonna find out. Um. I was thinking in the fall. I was thinking uh, maybe October. Early October was kind of like what I was thinking. Late September, early October. What do you think about that? I think as soon as we can, it would be good. I just think that, I think um, summer's tough for, for me. I have a lot of stuff going you on. You are away a lot of the summer. Like, um, you know, my July is pretty open, but you're going away in July. Plus July is pretty short notice. Yeah. Plus all the pandemics. So I think by the fall, we'll be ironed out too. And then, you know, August, I'm away almost every weekend. Mm. Um, like if they, if Kirk Minahan showed us another trip to Saco, I'm going to, I think I'm going to miss it. Unless it's like the the perfect weekend because yeah. I'm like away every weekend, and then um, September is tough maybe because people kind of get back to routine of things. Maybe early October people are looking for something to do, right? And then it's not too cold, right? And like there's the worst trips and coming up to New Hampshire in October because the foliage and everything. Right. So people might, yeah. Um, but I mean, I I think that's that's an option. But um, yeah, I guess if you're a Patreon person, and you're hearing this. What do you what do you guys think? Early October would a live show interest you? Would that be fun? Would well, people have been asking for it. Yeah. I think they would come. I think we get some people. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. All right, October. Um, anything else before uh, we wrap it up? Uh, that should do it. All right, see you.